everybody. Welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzapple. With me, as always, is George Rogers in the, the bluish hue. Ah. And, ah, uh, yes. yes, here, yes. After a, a week break, we're back. Um, so <laughs> an, we, uh, un- an, an unintentional week break. It just... Yeah. Uh, just kind of just we didn't get a chance to really record last week, and we just said, fuck it. I'm not going to rush it. So here we are. Uh, in case you guys don't remember, the movie that was pushed was The Rock. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it eventually, but uh, we're here to talk about The Mummy this week. Um, I also feel like that's not the first time we've pushed The Rock. I, probably. Probably. Well, maybe when he stops being a dick, we'll do his, we'll, we'll do his movies. <laughs> he wasn't in that movie. Um, are you sure? Positive. Um, oh yeah, it made money. Hey, we actually are doing one of those movies. We're gonna do. We're planning to do Black Adam, but if it sucks, I don't think we're gonna do it. But no, um, we'll do it. And then eviscerate, just like you want to do Rise of Skywalker. Okay, that, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, but uh, we're here to talk about the Mummy today, and then uh, we're gonna do a little uh, talk a little bit about a uh, Monster Mania Fifty. That we'll, uh, that we we'll, uh, free, on, uh, we'll, free, we'll uh, freestyle a bit and, and, and Dean will chat me up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chat me up here a minute. Yeah, chat, um, chat, chat me up. According to the Observer, you don't even like Monster Mania. <laughs> well, fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, we'll talk about that at the end because, uh, you know, we went, uh, everybody knows, you know, we'll, we love that convention. So, yeah. um, but we will, uh, let's, let's, um, I don't really think we have anything too much to talk about. But let's, I mean, uh, I, I mean, since, since we were off last week, well, uh, I'll say it. I'll say it here for all ten people listening. I think we gained listener. Um, rest in peace, Olivia Newton John, the Queen, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and uh, Wolfgang Peterson. Uh, yes, yes, who passed away today? That's the date of the recording. And Anne Hage, who apparently had a drug-induced mental breakdown and crashed a car in somebody's house. Um, Good lord, that's <laughs> apparently what happened. Uh, I, did you did you see the video of them putting her body in the ambulance? Uh, no. Uh, so they had her wrapped in like tinfoil to keep her safe in a sheet, <laughs> and she like tore it open and sat up. Um, but it's believed that she had so much like drugs in her system; it was the drugs that did it to her. Uh, um, oh, <laughs> because she was effectively brain dead, you know. So uh, it's yeah, it's really weird. It's sad. Don't get me wrong; it's sad. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 kind of a crazy story. So, um, yep. Uh, hey, they come in threes. Um, oh, Jesus, so they do. They yeah. do. You know. You I know. Mean, what? Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm going to defend Grace Randall for a second because uh, somebody put up a clip. Uh, Stop having fun. No, no. Um, somebody put up a clip on. I think like whenever Olivia Newton John died, um, she was doing a live stream. Somebody put it in her chat, and in the clip, she was just like, "Oh, she's like they come in threes. So, you know, everybody needs to be." And people were like giving her shit for it. I was like, "But she's right. They typically do, and they did, <laughs> because Anne Hayes died like three days later, and then Wolfgang Pearson died what a week and a half later, something like that. So." Yes, they do come in threes. It's just crazy to think about that. Um, but, um, well, uh, have we recorded since Batgirl got canceled? Uh, yes, we because the news broke the day that we recorded Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. Well, Batgirl's canceled, everybody. So there, in case you missed that show. Um, uh, I don't know why uh, you would have missed that show. That was a great show. Yeah, it was. Um, it was so good it caused us to take a week off to reevaluate. <laughs> so um, yeah, I don't n- n- nothing else that I'm I'm aware of. Uh, yeah, cool. So let's uh, let's get into the uh, let's get into the mummy. <clears throat> George, did you see his movie in theaters? Sadly, no, I didn't. Mm, we'll see. Uh, did you? I can't remember. Oh well, then there we go then. <laughs> but, but but there's a strong possibility I did, but I can't rem- I don't have an actual memory seeing it in the theaters. Uh, at this point, I would have been 12. So I'm not going to say I didn't because I probably did, but I know I've seen this movie like 200 times. It's a, 
a solid movie. Solid. It's, movie. It, it's, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, uh, you know, <clears throat> I will say, uh, so we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, I would say the 6th, 17th? 16th. 16th. Um, I watched it today. Not that I really needed to watch it, but I was like, well, I got time. I'm, you know, I'm not really doing much after work. Uh, I'm just kind of hanging out. Um, Cause I mean, oh, excuse me. My sinuses have been killing me the past two days. I've done nothing but sneezing. So I just wanted to kind of chill out after work today. And I was like, well, hell, I'll just put it on. I'm, we're recording tonight. So um, I just kind of had it on background, but then I ended up getting sucked into the movie and I watched it all. I didn't even, my plan was to just kind of have it on in the background as a refresher. Um, but I ended up just watching the whole thing. So, um, cause it's that good. <clears throat> um, but, um, yeah, I actually lost what I was going to say. Never mind. Oh, all right then. Yeah. Either way, I've seen this movie like 200 times. So, um, but let's, uh, let's do the rundown and then we'll, we'll do a little vamping. Uh, the mummy released May 7th, 1999. I can't believe this movie is 23 fucking years old. Um, <clears throat> A budget of eighty million dollars, the box office saw four hundred and sixteen point four million dollars. Directed by Stephen Summers, screenplay by Stephen Summers, story by Stephen Summers, Lloyd Fonville, and Kevin Jarry or or Jar. Uh, he's definitely done other work though. Kevin Jar is the guy who's credited as the or no, no. Uh, Kevin Jar wrote, I believe, Tombstone. He's dead, by the way. Oh well, all right then. I, I I take it back. So he uh, <laughs> no no he uh, he has uh, he, he's tr- he is um, uh, credited by uh, like for writing credits like story for Rambo: First Blood Part Two, huh. Glory, Navy Seals, Tombstone. Uh, I'm just like saying his like bigger yeah. movies. Yeah yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Jackal, uh, The Mummy. Rules of Engagement and the Alamo. Mm. So, so some some solid uh some solid flicks there. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, so, nothing to um, at. <clears throat> uh, produced by James Jacks and Sean Daniel, and music by Jerry Goldsmith. Um, I love the score of this movie, by the way. It's, it's, um, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so, uh, starring Brendan, the great Brendan Fraser. Uh, Mrs. Daniel Craig herself, Rachel Weiss, uh, John Hanna, uh, Arnold Vosloo, who is apparently my doppelganger, uh, from what I've been told for 20 years now, um, Kevin J. O'Connor, Jonathan Hyde, Oded Fear. Uh, that's pretty much the important people. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, that's enough, yeah. That's uh, I'll give you Patricia Velasquez because she's in the second movie too. Everybody else dies in this film. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, oh, Bernard, uh, Bernard Fox as well. He's a, a well. He was a well-known actor. He was Mr. Bombay in Bewitched. He was what? He was Mr. Bombay in Bewitched. Ah, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so. So yeah, uh, I, I gotta say, um, you know, before we start to vamp. Um, and I'm going to ask you this question, George, uh, and I, I will um, give my thoughts on it. What do you think of this franchise as a whole? As a whole, let's see. Are you including just the three Mummy movies, or are you also adding the Scorpion King in with that? Because technically that's part of the same kind of universe. I, I'm, I'm, well, there's like five Scorpion King movies. Um but I'm including the trilogy and the Scorpion King because that's a direct sequel, uh, a spinoff to the second movie. The, rest, the, other, the other Scorpion King movies are just not even worth even talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about because they're not good. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. There's five in total. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's actually I, a reboot apparently happening. I thought there was only one. Huh. I, yeah, I got there. there. There's a reboot happening, and The Rock is the producer. He's not starring in it. Interesting. No, 
that can't be right. <laughs> he, he, he's gonna star in that movie. He's been he's been trying. I don't know why he wasn't in any of the sequels, but um, well, I don't think this was sequels... it. Randy Couture in one of the sequels. Um. Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, Michael Coppin. Yeah, that's a fantastic, uh, fantastic replacement uh, for Mateus. Uh, for The Rock is some pasty yeah. white guy. Yeah, looks just like The Rock. Yeah, just just <laughs> fucking like him. Just fucking like him. Oh yeah, and then in, I forgot about it. the Scorpion King three had Ron Perlman and Billy Zane in it. Now Billy Zane, I would assume, is just playing and another. Tamar Morrison. Ah, and Dave Bautista. Ah, the Polynesian Spa. Uh, the Polynesian spa. spa and a guy named Victor Webster. Uh, All right, so, so that cast alone sounds like it's better than the other sequels. <laughs> oh, Kimbo Slice is in it. There you go. There you go, oh, everybody. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Kimbo Slice is in the Take in it all the, back. Who's in the Scorpion King 3? <laughs> <laughs> Awful. <laughs> the Scorpion King like, and the, the Scorpion King 3. We have more money. Here's people you know. <laughs> yeah, I, Kimbo, Kimbo Slice was hot at that time. So yeah, I can only assume Billy Zane was playing uh, Emotep because they didn't want to get Arnold Vosloo. Because um, you're not going to tell me that Billy Zane and Arnold Vosloo don't look alike because I'll tell you you're wrong and I'll call you a liar to your face. Mm-hmm. That was that was. Oh, there there is there is a Scorpion King five. Yeah, I, I thought so. I thought so. Uh, so let me see. Scorpion King five. Uh, the Scorpion Kinger. Billy Zane played King Talos. That, that that doesn't sound fun at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, you're so we're, we'll just talk about like the four main movies in, in the question I asked you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, so what are your thoughts on the Mummy trilogy and the direct spinoff of the Scorpion King? I think as a whole, they are kind of an overlooked franchise. <laughs> like nobody really thinks to kind of look at them because everyone, I mean, like the Mummy and the Mummy Returns always get a lot of praise as the mm-hmm. you know, Scorpion King. But the third Mummy movie isn't bad. No, it's, not. it's it, I mean, it, it's hampered by the fact that Rachel Weiss didn't come back for it and you decided to replace her with Maria Bello, which I, yeah. shit, I would rather have just had you in a wig and I would have believed it more. <laughs> but it's but Brendan Fraser in, in all three movies, uh, he, he he always gave uh, 110%. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that they aged up his son in the, in the third movie, I'm like, but Brendan hasn't aged at all. Yeah, Brendan Fraser hasn't aged at all. How did his son age 20 years? It's like, so yeah, it's like, so it's like, so you're telling me in between, at the very least, the Mummy Returns and the Mummy Three, this motherfucker went and found the Fountain of Youth and then just didn't tell anybody. He's like, hey, right. uh, let's get this water here in a bottle. It's, it's fine. Um, but I think it's a very, um, it's a very underrated. <laughs> I want to let you know. I'm going to cut you off real fast. Okay. The, the, the dude who played his son in the third movie is only 12 years younger than Brendan Fraser. Why? <laughs> Brendan Fraser is 53 and Luke Ford is 41. Great. Yeah. Well done. Just uh-huh. smashing old chap. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, these are entertaining movies. It's yeah. they, they're good, just kind of you know, nailed down just action movies to put in a way, like to the point that I enjoy this movie so much. I I often forget that it's a remake. Like this is a yeah. remake mm-hmm. from that classic 1930s Boris Karloff uh, mummy. You know, the, which I'm going to be honest with. We should do that for the six 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 weeks of horror this year. Oh my god! Just do both mummy movies this year. No, and we'll also do Abbott and Costello meet the mummy. All right. Just we can do just, we can do the mummy with Tom Cruise too. No, we don't. I would rather I would rather watch you shit in your hand and throw it at a wall for two hours. I would rather just wrap myself in toilet paper and be like, "Hey, I'm a mummy." Ooh, and be like, "Ah, oh, shit! Give this give this man a gold statue." He's got <laughs> yeah, it. Because that movie is not good. And you know what's even crazier? Remember that pop that came out for it? 
Oh yeah, was, that Tom Cruise pop where we're like, hey, we should get this, and then they pulled it from the shelf. Yeah, because I think it's still ridiculously expensive. Here, I'll check it out while you. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give my thoughts. I'll give my thoughts. Yeah. So, in terms of, and I, I have, I would have no problems doing all four of the major films of this franchise. Um, you know, I, I do very much enjoy the Mummy Returns. Um, I think the Mummy, Mummy Returns, and the Scorpion King are about equal for me because i do think the mummy returns is a massive drop off from this movie but it's still a very entertaining and good film and i also i love the scorpion king um you know i've i've you know i've said it before and i'll say it again as we probably do a handful of the rocks movies over the time on this channel because there are some rock movies i i'm sure you enjoy as well um he doesn't have like it's not it hasn't just been 20 years of complete garbage um you know I've I've always defended the Scorpion King. I thought the Scorpion King was a really good like first feature film for The Rock, um, and it's it, again it's just a fun like action movie. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like his Conan Barbarian pretty much. You know, um, and the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Um, I've actually only seen it once. I didn't hate it. Um, I definitely I don't like the fact that they had like aged the sun up that much drastically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. You know, maybe if they would have gotten like somebody who was like maybe like 13 or something, maybe make him like a, you know, a kind of like a preteen, you know, like four, something like that, 14 years old. That's, that's be a little bit different. But, you know, they, they, he was like 25. <laughs> it's just like, okay, this is believable. Um, but no, I love this franchise and I love, the, I love, I mean, obviously I've, I've spoke glowingly about this movie many times before. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm glad we finally decided to put it put it on the list to review um you know and like i said i i would love to do all four of these movies over the course of the top you know the the history of the 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 the, the future of this podcast jesus christ um but um yeah i i love this franchise it's yeah, um that uh that tom cruise pop from the for for, for the 2017 mummy uh, right now price kid has at 350 dollars that's crazy. Yeah. That's and that was and that was a common at one point. Yeah. And we just laughed at it. We're like, hey, who's buying that? Yeah. And, well. And then it got yanked off the shelves and we're like, shit, maybe we should have bought that. Yeah, seriously. But uh well let's let's get into the movie, George. Yep. So um Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. I mean 99. This dude's he's oh, yeah. he's top of the world. He's top mm-hmm. of the world at this point. Um mm-hmm really kind of every i mean he really did no wrong even the movies that were bad were still good in a way uh let me just let me just he was great let he me, was, uh, he, he, let, he was let, great. Let, let, let me uh chat you up here real quick yeah so, chat me up here for a second yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna chat you up real quick here so dating back to 92 i mean his second movie that he ever did was encino man that was in 1992 um, and Cena Man is, uh, if you haven't seen it, um, I don't even know why you're listening to us, because I would assume that anyone who's listening to us would have at least at some point in their life seen Encino Man. But it's a caveman, they find in California, uh, hijinks ensue, and a extremely 1992 Pauly Shore is Pauly Shoring all over that movie. Um, oh, boy, and he had a cameo in Son-in-Law. Anyway. Um, 94, Brendan Fraser did With Honors, which um, he actually gets a lot of credit for, for his acting ability. Um, in 94, we got Airheads. Great movie. That same year later, that year, uh, The Scout, where he was the where he was the baseball prospect. Mm-hmm. You've seen that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Of course I have. He plays a Vietnam veteran in the movie Now and Then, that coming-of-age uh, tale where Christina Ricci was apparently going to age into Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> how, how wrong they got that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glory Days is another one that Brian Fraser gets a lot of credit for, but even uh, he, he, he had a cameo in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but George of the Jungle was... Fuck, people loved that movie when it came yeah, out. Yeah, I do, I do too. I mean, it was goofy, but also showed, like, I mean, this, this dude's fit. Yeah. He's, he's he's no slub. Uh, Blast from the past was hokey, but it was a fun movie. Yeah, it was. 
Then he did this right after this. He did Dudley Do Right. That was okay. They did Bedazzled. <laughs> oh, God. Monkey Bone. Maybe <laughs> oh. not. Maybe not Monkey Bone. And then Mummy Returns in 2001. So, I mean, for a while, like, he was, like, like Brendan Fraser was getting work. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he didn't get any work anymore. Mm-hmm. All because he spoke out because he you know, was uh, was sexually harassed by a member of the Hollywood Foreign Press uh, or no, or as a member of the Golden Globes Committee. And he spoke mm-hmm. out about it and his career kind of got blacklisted. He got divorced from his wife, which I took a big, uh, I took a big toll on him mentally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll get into that, you know, maybe another Maybe another day, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe another day. That's a that's a story for another day. But mm-hmm. we'll actually get to that one, JJ. You piece of shit. But we're talking about the mommy. I mean, we really didn't even know what to expect because I, for the oh, longest hey. time, did not. We got, we got, we got, we got, we got. Breaking news: the kid that uh, plays Jonathan Kent on Superman Lois has quit the show. Oh. The one show that didn't get canceled from CW, and yeah. it's gonna, it's cast is gonna quit. Yeah, um, I, I gotta say something about Brendan Fraser real fast too. Yeah, um, I, I love the guy. Um, you know, I as much as I wasn't really looking forward to the background movie, I was curious to see what his take on Firefly would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, love him in Doom Patrol, uh, of course, as, as does George. Um, Um, you know and uh i made the observation to george earlier today i got a feeling he might be showing up in new york comic-con this year uh because he has been doing the convention circuit pretty heavy this year uh and he showed up at a couple read pop conventions so if he shows up at new york comic-con everybody i am going to meet him as long as he's as long as it's not just saturday because saturday is the only day it's sold out And he's a and, and Brendan Fraser is one of those guys who's um, he's like Keanu Reeves. Like, mm-hmm. there's no fault with him. Yeah. Like, people just love him. Yeah. Now, I um, whole, wholesome Brendan Fraser. No skeleton. No no skeletons in his closet. He's a humble man. Um, I I and you know I think it was a couple weeks ago you showed uh I think you showed me and Chris a recent picture of him, mm-hmm. and he he's lost uh he's. Looks like he's taking care of stuff. I know he put on a lot of weight for that role he's doing, the whale, but he was putting on some weight before that too. And he looks like he's, I mean, he's not skinny, but it looks like he's dropped a good amount of weight. So I hope he keeps, I'm not trying to be superficial, but I don't want Brendan Fraser to die. <laughs> yeah. I want Brendan Fraser to be here for a long time and have, and for the Renaissance to flourish. And stuff like that. So did you just like, coin that? Did you just coin that? No, no. I, I saw it on uh I saw it oh. on Twitter, I think. Oh. Um but um but like I you know, I want him to kind of you know take care of himself and and really just stick around and be, yeah. just be in a ton of things, you know, and just, I don't even care if they're good or bad. Just, you know, he was he was he's one of my favorite actors, and then all of a sudden he vanished, nobody knew what happened to him. It was like he did traffic, and that was like the last thing he did for like a note of note for like a decade well he did that one movie harrison ford where he was like a doctor where they're both doctors or some shit like that but really? it didn't get yeah i mean it didn't get a whole lot of uh traction um the only thing i remember from it was a trailer where harrison ford was screaming i already work around the clock i don't know what it, I don't <laughs> oh know, yeah i don't know what it was called but all, all i remember is harrison ford yelling that in the trailer <laughs> yeah he um so yeah, he um was uh so he did he worked pretty steady up until about 2014. He did one movie in 2014 and then he did nothing for 5 years. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, cuz he did um you know this came out 2001. Um, and then he did. Uh, this was ninety nine. This movie came out. In I'm sorry. Yeah, the, uh, the Mummy Returns was two thousand one. Yes, and you know he did a couple movies here and there. You know he did. Oh, not Traffic Crash. It was the movie Crash he was in. Um, you know then he did um, uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, which I really enjoyed actually. Um, two thousand eight, Mummy three, um, and then you know he did a couple things here and there, but. Then he did he did a, a bunch of you know like I guess they're they look like lower budget movies, um, yeah. And then he just kind of disappeared for five years. 
until uh well he did some stuff on tv it looks like yeah but he did some tv stuff but yeah but i digress, I, I digress. You know yeah, i mean i mean it, it seems as though it seems as though the the, the praise that he got for doom patrol kind of jumps start his film career mm-hmm. because it was after that you know he he was uh he was putting that soderbergh movie which uh came out last year uh no sudden move i mean right. background unfortunately got shelved that would have come out this year along with the whale which is directed by darren aronofsky plus doing killer uh goes mm, the flower right. moon the the, the 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 newer scorsese movie so i mean hell scorsese is putting in a film you know mm-hmm. See, people say what they want to be, you know, because Martin Scorsese bashes comic book films. I mean, but he also has every right to. He's Martin Scorsese. He he makes cinema. I mean, that's 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 my that's my two cents on the situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody can essentially do a, you know, like like any director can do a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it's not hard to follow, but. Uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Let's get in. Mm-hmm. Let's get into some. Uh, let's get into some mummy talk. Let's get some talk mm-hmm. about this movie here. Mm-hmm. So we get this opening that kind of just gives you that very brief but informative backstory on Imhotep. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a high priest who's banging around with the mistress of the pharaoh. Well, the pharaoh found out, and he was uh, forced to suffer the hum die. Which is, a, I guess, a fate worse than death, a, a curse, if you will, where he was buried alive with uh, those flushing scarab beetles. Mm-hmm. Your favorite. Mm-hmm. Your favorite. And uh, you know, ne- never to be seen again until the French Foreign Legion show up and uh, Rick O'Connell, our dashing hero, mm-hmm. and Benny, clown. Yep. I don't care. I love Benny. Oh my mm-hmm. god! His his back and forth with Rick in this movie is is, is some of the best dialogue in the movie. I agree. Uh, I especially was later on when when he sees Benny and he's like, "I think I'll kill you." He's like, "Think about my children." He's like, "You don't have any children. Someday I might." <laughs> just, just good, quick, just just good, quick banter. Um, and Rick stumbles upon the. Uh, or he you know, at, at Hamanoptra, the city of the gold, or you know, the lost city that mm-hmm. tre- that treasure hunters are always uh, you know, trying to get to for one reason or another. Gold, typically, you know how it was in the twenties, Dean. You were around. Uh, yeah, I was there. You're a big, you're, you're a big, uh, you're a big treasure hunter. Yeah, uh, we, I wish. Well, yeah, uh, through course of events a librarian and her uh shady brother team up with him after they save him from a prison because he knows the way to hominoptera because everyone's facing uh, because everyone's chasing fortune and glory you know and it's it was always considered to be a lost um a lost city you know we have it's a really good story that's kind of woven into what is essentially a horror movie remade into an action adventure movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing really horror related around the movie. Uh, no, not, maybe not some really, of the no. deaths might be a little gruesome, but mm-hmm. I mean, maybe like the deaths, maybe just a, maybe a little gruesome. But you don't see anything. You just kind of see the body after the fact. Um, some really good um, effects work, practical effects. On, on a lot of these mm-hmm. so you know it, it 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 took what they did in the 30s and it's weird they they modernized it but still made it feel like a period piece like you take out rick o'connell you throw in indiana jones and this is essentially the same damn movie true because you can't tell me that rick o'connell and indiana jones don't have you know similarities mm-hmm. no shoot first ask questions later type of guys mm-hmm. except rick's not looking to uh put things in a museum he's looking to put things in his pocket and make money get a little uh, cheddar cheese that what yep uh, all right because even the even the the head of the library where evelyn works even you know he's part of the magi 
which mm -hmm. they are a group they're designed to um prevent Imhotep's return you know like in like in a secret society like the mm -hmm. I don't really want to compare the them but essentially the soul. what's that the brotherhood of the uh what is it the uh from last crusade oh yes 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 I was gonna say like the masons like the Freemasons yeah. but yes essentially except their soul is prepared how about yours <laughs> you got it I got so you got it. You're right there. You're right mm -hmm. there, really. Yeah. Right. But um, the head of the library where Evelyn works is part of that same group. And he ends up, you know, quote unquote, inadvertently burning off the part of the map where Hamanoptera is. They found it after uh, Evelyn's brother swiped the the box out of Rick's jacket at a bar before Rick got into a bar fight and was thrown in jail. The Brotherhood of the Cruciform Sword. Cruciform Sword. I was going to say crucifix or, but that didn't sound right. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's a, I don't think mm -hmm. that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, I wet my, wet my whistle a little. Um, where was I? Oh yeah. So they go. So the funny thing is, well, not funny, is Brendan Fraser almost died during that hanging scene because he got hung for real. He really? Yeah, he got hung for real, and they were like, "Oh shit." And they had to cut him down. Wow. Yeah. So good on him. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is just like it it's it's almost like nonstop action adventure. There's no wasted motion. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you get, I mean, even like even the scenes where you don't have, you know, like a shootout or a fight or anything, you're getting I don't want to say exposition, but you're getting necessary information that you need to follow the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. It's not just like shoot them up and then, eh, and then shoot them up. Like you're getting information to a good story that you need. Know, it's, you know, every time, every time they stop doing a thing, it's like, oh, here's some exposition. This is what's going on. This is where we have to go now. We're getting more backstory into Hamanoptera mm -hmm. and why it was and, hidden, uh... why it was buried by the sand. And the Egyptologist comes over to Rick O'Connell and says, this one tells you where you're going, this one tells you where you were, and this one tells you where you are. And then do you know what Rick tells him? He screams what? at him. He screams at him, you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fantastic. All comes back. It all comes back. Well, you kind of forced that one, but... No, you said something that made me think of it. That sounds like me. That yeah. that does uh, that does sound like me. Mm -hmm. So along with Rick and everything, you got these American treasure hunters as well. Because hey, there's gold in the desert. Yeah. Why not? That's our before, country. Before there was oil, there was gold. <laughs> there's always an American ready to play with his toys in the sand. You know. Mm -hmm. you, you were one of them at one point that's true but the whole thing of them going Tom and Optra is that um, uh, Evelyn and Jonathan are using Rick because Rick has already been there the Americans have Benny who escaped the four legion war by locking Rick out of a stone room so he you know, was getting shot at mm -hmm. And Benny's a snake, and he ends up selling his selling his soul to the mummy by speaking in Hebrew, to mm -hmm. which the mummy replies, ah, the language of the slaves. Mm -hmm. And Dean perked his head up, and he's like, I'm paying attention. Well, I mean, they were. Yeah. I mean, during his time, that's exactly what they were. They were, mm -hmm. you know. And it's like, ah, well, you'll help me get the rest of my jars. But yeah. So, like, I, I actually really love the, like, the opening scene in, like, ancient Egypt. Where the you know they have an oxen an oxen Jesus, an oxen moon. Yes, thank you. Um, and Imhotep. I, I just I think it's well done. I mean, granted, look, listen, this this movie looks twenty three years old. You know, what I mean, it's it's so like some of the graphics have aged decently. Some of it, you're just like, oh, that's CGI. You know, but it's it's nineteen ninety nine. You know, what I mean, like, you know, we had. Excuse me, you know, the, 
not that it was it was obviously clearly not like early technology but like there's a transitional phase in like the 90s and how cgi was working so um so yeah but i, I love that opening too excuse yeah crazy. um but be uh before we continue we're gonna take a quick break mm-hmm. and we'll finish yep. up on the other side mm-hmm. and we're back and we'll you see you next week everybody you know, the, you know, there was a time when two people could have a Zoom meeting and you didn't have to take a break every 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah, seriously. So, but uh, yeah, I was, I just, I had just uh, talked about my love for that opening scene in ancient Egypt. So, uh, all right, George, red light district over there. Let's, uh, um, yeah, you're right, man. red planet over here. Uh, little, little, little Val Kilmer, little Mission to Mars. Thanks. Um, Ghost of Mars. Ah, oof. <laughs> Pass. Um, all right, so let's get into Imhotep himself okay. as the mummy. And the one thing that I do kind of like about this and what it turns kind of on its head was that whenever you hear the term mummy, you think of, uh, you know, the gentleman or the person wrapped in bandages, you know, running out, you know, hands out, chasing Abbott and Costello, or getting unmasked by Scooby and the gang. Or humping the uh, Hulk Hogan and the Giant. Or no. Uh, that was a Yeti, Dean. Yeah, whatever. That was a Yeti. That wasn't mm-hmm. a mummy. But it was definitely clearly a mummy. And they just... Well, 1995 WW is my response to that. Um, But you don't get any of that with Imhotep. You know, the closest you get to him being in any sort of bandages is when he's wearing mm. the cloak to yeah. hide uh, his decaying body so he can kind of, you know, move about, you know, everyone else. Or, you know, if he's walking around, you know, no one's really going to draw too much suspicion because no one in 1923 is pulling back your cloak to see who the hell you are. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he basically wears that until he kills off all of the Americans and the Egyptologists because they were present when his uh, when his are not, not when his sarcophagus was open when the when the jars were open or, 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 or they read from the uh, yeah the book if yeah. you will let me uh, see here yes because they found the book of the dead and the uh, canopic jars which which carry Anaxunamun's preserved uh, organs. Rick yeah. and company end up finding the mummy, and then Evelyn reads from the book and brings him back to life. Yes. Jeez. Women. Mm-hmm. And we lost another one. Um, what? Oh. And we lost another listener. Mm. But now, um, and then every time he kills one of these Americans and his body regenerates some more, the plagues start to kind of come back, like the plagues of Egypt. So you're, so you're not just, it's not just, you know, the mummy being scary. He's bringing back like these biblical plagues, which, you know, uh, if you're of the Christian, if you're of the Christian faith, or um, if you're even familiar with that, we're with the plagues as was uh, like locusts, boils, the killing of the firstborn son, darkness, shit like that. Mm. Look him up. I'm not going to go through him. I'm, it, this isn't a uh, this isn't that kind of podcast. I'm talking about just fun stuff here. Um, but he's still kind of threatening, mm-hmm. even when he's you know fully regenerated, and he's just Arnold Vosloo mm-hmm. in a robe because he's yeah. you know he plus he, he's also hypnotized all those followers to go after Rick. Mm-hmm. And his copy because he thinks because Imhotep thinks that Evelyn is the reincarnation of an ox in the moon, or he's mm-hmm. going to use her mm-hmm. to reincarnate um, an ox in the moon. But uh, what did you think of uh, what, what did you think of Imhotep? Give me your thoughts. On Love him. I thought was, I think I think he's a great villain. Uh, and Art of Oslo does an incredible job in the role. You know, he's got a great presence on screen. Um, and yeah, I absolutely, I love the character. He commands the screen. Yeah, he does. 
Also, this is kind of a movie full of uh, full of beautiful people. Mm-hmm. If if I if I may be so bold, you know, mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, um, mm-hmm. Arnold Vosloo, Oded Fair as a uh, Ardeth Bay. I saw a meme going around where it was uh, I think it was in the Mummy Emotet posting group mm-hmm. where they're like, "Oh my <laughs> my uh, my sexual preference is the cast of the Mummy." <laughs> It was a picture of the. It was a picture of the four of them. I'm like, well, that does track. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not Benny and Jonathan. Nah, nah, yeah. nah. no need, no need. Um, I would have personally liked to have seen more of Rick O'Connell in terms of movies. Like you could have continued on like a mummy franchise, but mm-hmm. I mean, you figure in the in the early 2000s, maybe in the mid 2000s. Give him a series, you know. Give like Rick O'Connell a series. I don't know, like, like what channel you put it on. I mean, CW was kind of just starting then, so you could have done something on there. Maybe you throw something on HBO. You make it a little edgier. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have uh, seen a little more about it. Kind of like a, kind of like how they did with Young Indiana Jones with the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, you want to see more Indiana Jones? Well, here's a younger version, but you're still getting like a weekly type of mission kind of deal. Mm-hmm. You know. I think I think a character like Rick O'Connell has a lot of uh, has a lot of um, life. Yeah, he's got legs. You can do a lot with that type of character. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you? No. Seem like you disagree with that. Yeah. Well, semantics. Yeah, maybe in passing. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So obviously, mm-hmm. Rick gets the girl at the mm-hmm. end. Were you okay with that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Good. Yeah, Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so what do you think? So, what do you think about? Uh, how do? You, how well do you think this movie is has aged in terms of just kind of everything uh, in terms of you know story, movie making. CGI and stuff like that. How do, how do you think the movie is aged over 23 years? I think it's aged fine. I mean, I, it, it's on TV a pretty consistent amount of time. So I was actually able to catch it, you know, in passing last week. I was like, well, I got to watch it anyway. So my yeah. as even like that scene where it's the what were, um, where they're flying in a plane with Winston. Mm-hmm. It was like the old British. He's like, oh, all of my airmen have died and I'm still here. You know, he wants to, he wants to die in battle. And mm-hmm. Rick's like, well, you can if you fly me here. Yeah. <laughs> but even like with the wall of sand, when it, when Emotep creates the wall of sand, that shit still looks good. Yeah, it does. Like that looks good. I mean, there were some that now there's obviously some effects from that time frame mm-hmm. that have not aged well at all. But this kind of did. Because I think there was a I think there was a, a very good blend of practical effects. And CGI, mm-hmm. like there wasn't a, a, a whole lot of CGI. Maybe maybe it looked a little, maybe it looked a little hokey when they had the um when at the end when Jonathan's reading the incantation from the book and then all of a and, and then uh, um the horses or whatever come out of the wall down the steps and take Imhotep make him mortal when they take his immortality I actually, away from him. I actually love that part, and I'm going to say it right now. And Chris is going to love this little piece. Oh, here we go. He couldn't resist. No, because it reminds me of when on uh, Spaceship Earth in Epcot, when you're going through and you get to the part where um, right before Rome is burning, uh, there used to be a centurion who was, was standing at the steps talking to somebody. And in the background on the screen, it would have, you know, like obviously a horse and chariot kind of going off into the distance. And that always, this part of the movie always made me think of that part of, of, of the oh, ride. Okay. So I know Chris is going to like that when he hears it. So uh, also, he's going to weep. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> a little so, something um, for Chris and then a fuck you right at the end. Let him know you're well, not fucking around. Yeah, in playing. So, I mean, do you have a. This movie has enough side characters to like choke a horse that the, the that they're just there, but they're memorable side characters. Is there, mm-hmm. Do you have like your favorite like one-off character in this movie? Well, I, I like Jonathan. 
Well, he's a main cast. I mean, he's he he's kind of a main member of the cast. I mean, I guess you're right. I I, I like Winston. I do. There's something about him. He's just hilarious. Yeah. Like especially like it was like, when we first meet him, he's walking through the the bar of the hotel right? and he walks into the fountain he goes oh somebody spilled their drink there because like, he's clearly drunk and he just walked into a fountain mm-hmm. also i figured you'd be a big fan of the warden the well, warden of the the warden of the jail yeah no. it, it, took, it took me a second i was like oh yeah, yeah. yeah that guy <laughs> well, is it because i quote that a lot yeah. And what else? I'm a very lonely man. <laughs> um, so, you, what do uh, you, you got a least favorite scene? You know, I don't think this movie has one. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I, I agree. I, I, I don't think there's any fat on this movie. I agree. I think it's, I think it's all killer, no feller. If you want my. I to- yeah. totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. Uh, uh, favorite, favorite scene. Oh, you're you're a piece of shit. I knew you were gonna yeah. ask this because we I, asked I, I didn't know my name was yeah. Christy Francesco. Oh my god. <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> there it is. There it there is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that That's was right. good. That was good. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's probably the wall of sand where they're flying in Winston's plane, because that just mm-hmm. looks good. That's a that's a great fucking scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's really you know I I've been thinking about this all day trying to like really pick one scene because I I love the stuff on the ship on the oh boat. yeah everything on the boat is great the boat is really good um I, I, it sounds ridiculous but I also love the fact that when uh you know when they get in, into into Cairo Benny and Imhotep and Benny is going through the uh the Egyptologist desk. Oh, is it when Rick throws the, is is Rick Rick throws a chair at him? Chair at him? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I forgot he did that. Yeah. Um, I would have to say, and it is tough. And I've, like I said, I've been, it's been, it's tough because I've been racking my brain to figure out what my favorite scene in this movie is all day, and I, I, I would probably have to say I like everything on the boat. I just think it's it's really it's really really well done, really cool. One of the one of the one of the best scenes on the boat, and probably my favorite scene on the boat itself. You know me, I love a good I love a good boat. Mm-hmm. Um, is when Rick is standing up against the wall and he's being shot and he's being shot at, and the bullet holes are just kind of showing up next to him, getting closer and closer, mm-hmm. and then Evelyn moves him out of the way before like the last bullet goes to the wall and hits him and then mm-hmm. he just has kind of like a pissed off look like those sons of bitches mm-hmm. and then just turns around and starts, starts firing yeah but plus jonathan gave us that uh the endless meme where it's like uh, americans mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. jumps off mm-hmm. the boat um but yeah those are definitely some great scenes and uh also an album mentioned to the every back and forth between rick and benny i think was fantastic mm-hmm. um even in that same scene, Dean, where you mentioned where he throws the chair at Benny when he's running away, mm-hmm. it goes up to him and goes, you came out of the desert with a new friend, didn't you, Benny? He's like, what friend? You're my only friend. Yeah, that was a good, that was, that was, that was a good scene. Yeah. Um, so, what do you give it out of 10? You know what? It's I don't want to just kind of throw out 10s like they're, mm-hmm. you know, like we're throwing out confetti or throwing out beads at Mardi Gras or something, but mm-hmm. I I can't give it less than a ten because it's I, I, I the the story the characters the chemistry between all of the actors and the characters the like the cinematography the, the, the like the feel you can get lost in this movie in two mm-hmm. hours mm-hmm. I think it's and I'm not even trying to be nostalgic about it because I watched it recently you watched it yesterday no it's I watched it today or you watched it today yeah um. It it really is. It really mm-hmm. is a, like a perfect movie. It's kind of weird. I also give it a ten. Everybody, it's kind of weird because like this movie, and then automatically like when I think of this movie, I then think of the Mummy Returns, and then I think of the Scorpion King, and then all of a sudden I remember how much I loved early two thousands WWF. 
you know, because uh, here and I'll explain because think about like, you know, we're, you know, you know, when the Scorpion King comes out, we're about to be in the ruthless aggression era or we're kind of in it sort of. We're not like fully plunged in it yet, you know, um, but then like it makes it kind of reminds me of like, you know, the rock kind of in and out of wrestling and Hollywood. He's like bouncing back and forth and stuff like that. And I just go, that was a great time in wrestling. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it just kind of brings me back to that, you know, like that 2003 to 2006 like, and just go, God damn, that was a good time in wrestling. It really yeah. was. So, uh, but yeah, and, I'll, I'll and, give and, it a 10. And Goldsmith's score, Spent. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's extremely underrated. I and, I like think like, is... and I think, like, he was going to die, like, five years later. Yeah. Uh, the score, ha- to me, and just the feel of the movie, I feel like they were like, all right, we're going to pay homage to the original Mummy, but at the same time, we're still going to, we're going to pay homage to Lawrence of Arabia sometimes. Yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah. Um, but I got nothing else to say about the mummy. So let's, um, let's transition over to, uh, not the opposite gender, but, uh, he, uh, lost lost another (laughs) to uh, monster mania 50. Um, so, um, Boy, I, I can't even tell you how many how many Monster Mania shows George and I have have been to over the years, um, and I th- I thought this one was really good. Uh, I you know I, I thought it was great. I actually I thought I, I it was a great day. Um, you know I it was the first time my my girlfriend's ever been to one, uh, mainly because she lives in New York City. Um, but uh, it was great. The the four of us went. We had a great time. Some great food afterwards. Um, because I picked up some really good jerky, some good tea. Um, I ate great, all that jerky. That was that, gone that, yesterday. That, uh, yeah. It was, it <laughs> I, was I ate a couple pieces when I got home, and I was like, I'm going to save this for tomorrow. And I got home. And, the, it, and then didn't. No, I did. I saved it for the next day. And then I was yeah. like, yep, this is gone. Um, so uh, George and I, uh, along with, you know, Amy and, uh, and my girlfriend, we met David Arquette. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, George also met um, the the great uh, uh, the great uh, uh, Tom Sizemore. Tom Scarrett. <laughs> Tom, Tom Sizemore. Watch to tell us to tell us with the tale that he who, he forgot who he played in Top Gun. He was yeah he was signing a picture of uh, a Viper from Top Gun, and he. Like he's like he started writing it, and then like he did, you know, he he did his signature wrote to George, and um, he did like the the quotation marks to put the character name, and he's like he was saying he's like ah, then he's like ah, Viper, like it, it came to him. I'm just like I'm sitting, there, I'm like I didn't want to sit there and be like, uh, yeah, you played Viper, but the man's also 89, and yeah. he could. You know, smack the taste out of my mouth. So mm-hmm. I'm not even mm-hmm. going to come close to sitting there and try to criticize him because he didn't, you know, get the fucking name right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But um, this was the in in terms of in in terms of Monster Manias, Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been let's see the first Monster Mania I ever went to. This is with this is uh with a buddy Eric. I it was either Monster Mania two or was Monster Mania three, <laughs> because we both met Robert Englund. That was kind of the that was the point. I want to say it was Monster Mania three because I believe we went in two thousand five. Okay, uh yeah, my first year was um it was definitely with you and Eric. Man, I can't remember what year it was. How did be 2008? Because I think you guys lived in uh, Mount Olive. It's possible. So I think it was. I think it was 2008. Yeah, it had to be. It was when I met Michael Bean. Yeah, because when we went, it was it, it it was still it was still called the the Hilton Hotel. It hadn't transferred over to Crown Plaza yet. Oh, really? Yeah, it was hmm. still it was still the Cherry Hill the the Cherry Hill Hilton. So I want to say I, it was. I forgot, I, I forgot I had a name before the crown. 
I'm actually, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going through the, um, the, uh, the people that were there and see if I can jog my memory mm-hmm. uh, on, on who was there just kind of based off of, no, it wasn't, it was two was the first mm-hmm. one to, because, because we met um, just Robert England. I think we met, I, I think we went just to go and meet Robert England. Hmm. So uh, that, that probably makes, that probably would make sense. Um, so I met Michael Bean in 2009, but I'm like fairly positive that wasn't the first Monster Mania I had, I had gone to with you guys. I think I had been there the year before um, with you guys. Because they were, Man, I, I mean, they, I wish I had a better picture of me and Michael Bean because this thing is blurry. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get to meet him again. Yeah, maybe. Because, I mean, and we've kind of gone at, uh, all, I don't want to say almost every one like since, mm. but we've we've gone to a lot of the ones. Yeah. And I believe because it was a second one that we went to. I think we we met Robert England again. Yeah, but we also met, and this was a uh, this was Monster Mania, and, th- and this one was Monster Mania three because we met Robert England again. Mm. Uh, but we also met at that same one, Mick Foley and Jasmine St. Clair, mm. and and Alex Vincent was there and eric and i were laughing at him because he went and, like introduced himself to jasmine st Clair, and he's like oh you want to get a drink afterwards and she's like yeah that's my boyfriend and it was some dude who was like six five and tatted up it's <laughs> like yeah he's gonna beat your ass nice uh and so and uh just as a as a announcement uh george and i are planning to go to monster mania is that 51 that's in oaks 52 is in Oaks. 51 is in Hunt Valley, Maryland. Okay, so 52. Because um, my tattoo artist, uh, uh, Brett South, is going to be tattooing out there. Uh, and a buddy uh, from California, his name is X, uh, from Sacred Studios. You guys might uh, might have dropped a name on here before. Uh, he is tattooing out there as well. Uh, I want to I finally actually meet him in person. But, um, but uh, I am playing the me Robert England for the first time. That show, uh, and also the guy who played Super Freddy, uh, because who doesn't love a little Super Freddy? Michael Bailey Smith. Yeah, um, so that'd be pretty cool. I'm it's hoping weird. a little bit. I'm, I'm hoping some more guests get announced though. It's it's weird because like, I'm sitting here, I'm kind of going back and reading it, and to me, it doesn't feel like that the first one I went to was like was number two and we just hit 50 mm. i mean it, i mean they, they were running two a year at one point and then as yeah. the convention as the convention grew and the notoriety got you know you got people coming from all over to this convention i mean it and, and they mentioned it in the, the, there's a group on facebook and obviously people were complaining about how busy it was and yes the the Crown Plaza, or whatever the fuck it's called now, like Double Tree Suites in Cherry Hill, they've changed the name three times since the, since the convention's been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that venue, or, or yes, like the convention has outgrown that venue. Um, I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are aware of that. We all know it. But if you're if it's your first time going and you're just like, oh, I can't believe it's so busy. My only question to you is, have you never been to a convention before? Yeah. Because conventions are like that. They're busy. There are other people there. It is not just you and 10 other people walking around doing whatever you feel. It's, there's a lot of people, a lot of like-minded people. Correct. Go to these conventions. And as, and as the Monster Mania has grown, they've, you know, they opted, they do like three a year, they do four a year. Um, still always, they, they, they still always give us the two in Cherry Hill. We get March and we get August in Cherry Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they run the uh, Oaks was something that they started a couple years ago, and um, and Hunt Valley, Maryland was something I think they've been doing for. I think they, I think they've been doing Hunt Valley for about ten years now. Yeah, that's uh, been around for a while. One. So I mean, like, it was even if I was meeting nobody, mm. I still like felt like I need to like, like I need to go. It, it's a few, yeah, it's, it, fifty. It, it, it's big. At minimum, well, I don't think have we. St- at least at the minimum since i have moved back in two since 2017 i don't think we've skipped 
on Monster Mania. I'm going to have to check I my notes. I can't think that. I don't, at least the Cherry Hill ones. We always yeah. make sure to go to Cherry Hill because it's yeah. local and it's cheap. Yeah. So, but I don't think we skipped a single Monster Mania since I moved back. Unless we skipped the first one in 2017, because I might not have been back for that just yet. But uh, I mean, I can kind of let me let me open that up and just kind of scroll down to. Well, they kind of the, the the Wikipedia page stopped at nine. They didn't add any other ones. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So very not very good. <laughs> so so never mind, mm. but. Yeah, I th- I want to I want to say because I know I know it's weird because I don't buy a shirt every time I go. If I bought a, sh- well, if I bought a shirt every size, well, I mean, yeah, that's because now we're going on Sundays. But even when we're going there on Saturdays, they were still added the, out of our size by the time yeah. we got to it. Mm-hmm. If I bought a shirt every year, I'd know, you know, I'd kind of know where I was. But um, there was a couple. I mean, there was one I went I I, I went by myself because mm. uh, Amy couldn't come down. I think you were still in the army at the time and I wanted to go and I, and, and, and I went by myself. I met Ric Flair and I met Phil Anselmo. Mm. Um, so it wasn't yeah. like I just kind of went just to go. I just went. But you know I, what though? Even, even, if, even if we just go to go, it's still worth it. I think. Yeah, I mean unlike some other conventions which kind of go on, you know as they get bigger, they up the ticket price. Monster Mania has kind of stayed yeah, on the affordable side. That's what bugs me about uh. That's the only thing that bugs me about here at Comic Con is that they the tickets have, well, since COVID. Uh, they they went up last year because last you know they, obviously they skipped 2020. Last year they were at 60 bucks, and then this year they were at 65 dollars. Yeah, I mean, I personally think it's worth it. Um. Because I, I do think New York Comic Con is, is the best convention ever. Um, but for the simple fact that, like, com- uh, Monster Mania hasn't rose their prices. If they have, it's been minimal. You know what I mean? Like, maybe five bucks over. But, but I tell you, I, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure that's what we be. Because well, the thing is, we used to go Fridays. So that was 30. And then we went we went to a couple Saturdays, but Saturday got so unbearable we started to go Sundays. Yeah. So um, but yeah, no, it's it's an affordable, affordable convention to go to. They have a lot of great guests. And um, you know, it's and a lot of them, it's great to see a lot of them that there's there's loyal people to them as well. Like Robert England usually shows up to one of them a year. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. there's a he, you know, there's a bout. There's the two cherry, yeah. There's four, right? Because he only does Oaks and Maryland once a year, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he does Oaks twice. I think he, I know he does Maryland once. Um, but so you figure there's at least four, and Robert England is always at one of them. Yeah. Whether it's one of the Cherry Hill, which I'm actually, yeah, he was at Cherry Hill this past year, I think. I I think, but he's going to be in Oaks this year too. So he's usually at one. Kane Hodder is usually he's usually always at Cherry Hill. Yeah. Um, he's like a, just a staple. Him and Danielle Harris are like always there. Um, uh, oh God! Oh my God! Pinhead. Um, Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley's always hanging around. So even even Nicotero does show up like pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, which is a little disappointing because uh, because my girlfriend Amy was going to meet Greg Nicotero, but he just kind of like up and dipped. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like. He's like, Bye. Yeah, gotta go. Gotta go but, do uh, Nicotero things. But no, it was a it was it was a great convention. It was mm-hmm. it was a, a lot of fun, and I'm excited for us to go to whether it's you and me or you, me, and Amy. Um, I'm excited to go or or, or just me, but I I, I doubt it. I'm, I'm sure it'd be at least you and I um, out to Oaks. It'd be great to finally meet Robert England. Yeah. Um, you haven't met him yet. I've met him three times. So. No, and and you're we're gonna we're just gonna do a photo op. You know, I don't yeah. need anything signed by him. Just you know, uh, it'll be good. So uh, I don't know about you, George, but uh, I'm pretty tired. Uh, I know you mm-hmm. worked a long day. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, that was you know our review of the Mummy. 
little little talk about Monster Mania, Monster Mania 50, and just Monster Mania as a whole. Um, the uh, you know, I think as we go to conventions, we'll probably continue to talk about this. I, I know we're talking about going to NJ Horrorcon in September, mainly because we're probably going to go to the Alice Cooper show that's in Atlantic City. So, um, but, I, you know, we'll, we'll have to see about that. I, I will say I'm not really impressed with the guest list. You know, I, I hope I hope they add a couple. I hope they add somebody I want to meet. You know what I mean? Because at, I like NJ Horrorcon. Yeah. At, at this rate, and I don't want to be like disrespectful to to, to NJ Horicon because we because we've met some some big names there, um, but at, at this point, Chiller's looking like the better lineup <laughs> than NJ Horicon. And, and I'll be honest with you, there's nobody at Chiller I want to meet. Yeah, but but they have they have a pretty stacked lineup. Like there's there's only like a handful of people on NJ Horicon. It's like I don't need to meet any of these people. Yeah. Like I mean, Peter Chris is a big name, but like you already met him. Get me Ace freely, then I'll 100% be there. You know, I mean, give me another member of Kiss, you know. Um, but I, my fingers are crossed because I do like NJ Horicon as well. So, um, but uh, I guess after I guess after New York Comic Con, I'll give my thoughts uh, on that as well. Fingers are crossed that Brendan Fraser is going to be there. He's doing a lot of conventions this year, and I'm hoping he's going to be there. It'd be awesome to meet him. So, uh, but thanks for listening, everybody. Good show. Good show. Uh, we're back. Next week, we have planned the classic comedy Hot Rod. Um, hopefully, we can do that. I don't know if it's streaming or anything, but we'll figure it out. If not, uh, I own it, and you just watch it when you come over on Friday. Yeah, sure. <sighs> Excuse me. All right, everybody. I think it is streaming. I think it's actually on Pluto TV, actually, to be honest with you. But uh, all right, everybody. We will, uh, we will see you uh, next week.